Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Hey, this is episode number 699. Can you imagine? <laughs> Getting real close to being doing this two years now. I try to do one every day. And so as I ask all the time, just pass the word to folks about these time together. Uh, and just tell them what we're doing. We're just simply looking at the Word of God. You know, we're going through the book of Ephesians right now, the fourth chapter of Ephesians. And in the last episode, we looked at verses, was it 17, 18, and 19? And there's a lot of parallels between what's being said there and what Paul says over in Romans chapter 1. Both of these chapters are foundational to faith and belief. And so, you know, I kept thinking about it and I actually said the last time, well, let's go over the Romans chapter 1. I'm not sure we'll be able to get all the way through the part I want to go through the chapter today, but we may be able to. So I'm going to start with Romans 1, verse 16, and listen to what the Spirit says through Paul. Paul says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, that's the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Now verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven, against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. So what he's saying is the wrath of God is going to be revealed from heaven and it's going to come against the ungodly and it's going to come against ungodly men who suppress the truth in the unrighteousness that they do. Now verse 19, because that which is known about God is evident within them for God made it evident. That's what I spoke about in the last episode, verse 19, that God has placed within every human being evidence and awareness that God is real. And when man chooses not to believe that, that is unrighteousness. And they turn against God. They can't say, I didn't know about God. I didn't know there was a God. I didn't know about it. No, God has made it evident to them. So there's an inward testimony. Well, how did he make it evident to them? Look at verse 20. For since the creation of the world, well, that right there rattles people because the scripture says point blankly here, Hebrews, Genesis, Psalms, all over, throughout, that God created. So verse 20 again. For since the creation of the world, his, that's God's, invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature have been clearly understood, clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Here's what we're seeing right here. That creation itself testifies that God is real. And it what does it testify about? His invisible attributes. He has attributes that we can't see, but creation reveals those if we will pay attention. His eternal power, his eternal power is made evident in creation. Then the New American Standard says divine nature. Uh, all the new translations say that. Uh, I don't like that. That's not the word that was used in the King James. It's the Godhead. His Godhead is revealed. And Godhead is important because it's a word that re reveals the triune nature of God. Father, Spirit, Son. 
So his triune nature is evident through creation. Just think about that, folks. That his invisible attributes, his eternal power, and his Godhead have been clearly seen being understood through that which was made. They can be understood, all these things about God, his eternal power, his his Godhead, his divine nature, his invisible attributes can be understood by looking at creation. That is amazing. Now, I must press on verse 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Remember, we saw those exact phrases over in Ephesians 4, that their, their hearts were darkened and, and their uh, minds were uh, futile. Remember that? We saw that yesterday, uh, in the last episode. Verse 22, professing to be wise, they became fools. We saw the same thing. This is what happens to people when they reject the inward testimony when they reject the outward testimony. So they became fools, verse 23, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. In other words, they exchanged the glory that God had given and placed within man, and they placed that glory upon the, the creatures, okay? Verse 24, therefore... God gave them over. Now, with the balance of this chapter, we're going to see that phrase three times, that God gave them over. Here, it starts off with therefore. In light of this, because they're acting in this way, because they've done this, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. He says, oh, they want to do this? We saw this in Ephesians 4. They started doing all these horrific sins, these sexual sins. With greediness. Remember, every form of impurity with greediness. In other words, there's never enough. Enough is never enough. God gave them over that. Verse 25, For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. They're making themselves God rather than worshiping God, the God they know about by the inward testimony, the God they know about by the outward testimony of creation. They reject him and they worship themselves. Verse 26, for this reason, God gave them over. That's the second God giving them over. What did he give them over to? Well, verse 26, to degrading passions, degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own person the due penalty of their error. This is speaking of homosexuality as point blank. Women are being with women, men with men. And when they commit these indecent acts, they receive in their own body, in their own physical body, there's going to be a penalty for this error. There's going to be something that happens within their body because of this. Now, quickly, let me say this. Is it irredeemable? Absolutely not. Can you be saved from that? Absolutely. You see that in Romans, uh, I mean, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Okay. Now, verse 28, our time's short. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer... God gave them over, there's the third time you see it, to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of 
envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, and unmerciful. You see what happens here? Because they've done this, because they no longer acknowledge God, they're filled with certain things. When they're filled with these things, then they are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit. When they're all that, they become, they are. You see a pattern right here. Now the last few verses. Uh, Verse 31. Without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And the last verse, 32. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but they also give hearty approval to those who practice them. How do they know the ordinance of God? Because God has placed it within them, awareness of them. How do they know the ordinance of God? Because they can look in the natural and see that homosexuality is, by definition, unnatural. Okay, They can see, but they reject it. And not only do they reject it, but they give hearty approval to those who practice it with them. Their greatest joy is when they can get somebody else to do the same thing they're doing and even worse. This is what we're seeing in Ephesians 4. This was the state of the world then. It is the state of the world now. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.